0: Listening to Ink Studies on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. My guest this week is Kagan McLeod. His new book is a collection of new and old stuff, um, The Massive Infinite Kung Fu, which you've been working on for several years. When did you start doing this series?
1: Yeah, around uh, 2000.
0: Okay, so that's 12 years now. Came out last year, yeah. so 11 years. did you expect I wouldn't
1: say I was working on it the whole time it was more like that's when I started but um (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) did you expect it to be such a grandiose project
1: um yeah I kind of knew it would I I thought maybe 12 issues would be comfortable when I started and that's you know roughly what it ended up being uh if you were to break it down Mm -hmm. um but I didn't know and I, I never thought I would take that long to, to complete it.
0: How far did it get out as far as uh, issues before you um, just...
1: Seven, and they okay. were they were 32 pages each, and um, what I would do is uh, self-publish them, and they would go through Diamond, uh, the distributor, and uh, it was doing pretty well at the first few three issues, and then after the third one, there started to be a little bit more time in between the issues a few more months, and then the orders started to drop down a little bit, so once they got down to, um, you know, the point where they weren't covering the printing costs, uh, I met up with Top Shelf and and, and signed on with them.
0: How did um, transferring from doing issue formats to just... Eventually, just going and finishing it as a big book. How did that change how you're doing the story, or did you kind of already have it locked in how each chapter would be and how many pages?
1: Yeah, well, I kind of had it locked in, but um, I mean, it freed me up in in terms of I didn't have to make the the story, um, you know, work out in in 32 page segments. Um, so, but but you know, by the time I really got into that. the the book was over so you know instead of uh, I had a a a 48 page spectacular for the third issue so maybe um I might have done that for the last one if I had continued but uh you know I think the fight the the climactic battle in in the end of of the book is you know uh, almost 100 pages so
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah it's pretty uh it's pretty amazing just how much you get into the scope of the combat between <laughs> the characters. Do you yourself? Do you have you gotten into martial arts, like actually physically doing it yourself?
1: No, um, I'd like to for exercise, but um, I never really have. It's more um, more the ideas behind it uh, and the uh, you know the folklore and the fantasy that that's. Uh, intriguing to me. Tell me and about
0: it's... about getting into Kung Fu itself or the movies and the culture and the history of it and how it kind of all unfolded.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I have this kind of thing where I I like collecting or, or, you know, I like having something um obscure to to seek out. Uh and if I it's kind of difficult now with, with the internet because everything's really easy to find um but in the nineties um I, I i i that's when i discovered kung fu movies and um you know all you had was vhs tapes and you had to find someone who knew someone who would bootleg them and um uh try and get a good copy and, and that was uh really fun and the the guy who i found was the was the one who wrote the um, introduction or the forward to the book um, Colin Geddes from the uh, Toronto Film Festival um, and yeah so that, that was part of the fun finding fourth generation dubbed movies with Korean subtitles over top of the English or something like that and you just had to watch it
0: <laughs> the weird warbly video quality
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> I would never settle for that today, my my standards are higher, but <laughs> but
0: <laughs> it's so funny how that's changed, like I remember just watching this worst quality things, and now it's like, oh, I don't wanna bother with that
1: exactly yeah, and and I don't even think I could sit through um you know a ninety minute really bad movie. I just want to fast forward to the uh you know the key moments, but uh back then I would watch the whole thing just to make sure I didn't miss anything hilarious. I'm talking about the bad ones. There's lots of good ones, too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How does the book itself reflect that interest? Like, were you trying to really capture a lot of different styles of kung fu movies? A lot of different, like,
1: um, genres and
0: scenes?
1: After a while, I kind of realized that my favorite kind of genre is um old-school stuff, I would say, like 70s to the early 80s. Um, It gets a little bit more fantasy-based in the 80s and uh, more special effects and and wire work and and things like that. But um, the old-school stuff is a little more grounded in reality, Um, uh, although there is a a lot of um, fantasy-type... I don't know kung fu moves and things like that, but but not a lot of superhuman um, flying and things like that. I guess that's a, a different genre. But um, so that's kind of I wouldn't say the comics more grounded in reality, but um, that's kind of the, the tone that I is my favorite. And um, you know, I, I'm always happy to see that people who are picking up the book aren't into kung fu at all but still like it or, you know, kind of a little bit turned on to the to the world not having seen any of those those movies to begin with. So I'm glad that it still works for non fans.
0: <laughs> well like someone like myself, I'm pretty much a kung fu Luddite. Um my my knowledge goes as far as Wu Tang album names and uh <laughs> some uh Quentin Tarantino stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's it's necessary, but um uh there's yeah, it's it's just more fun stuff to uh, discover.
0: What are uh some particular movies that you would say someone should check out if they were to get into, come into that genre? Yeah,
1: I'm sure my Shaw Brothers is, is one of the the studios that produced a lot of the high quality stuff and they're probably my favorite Um, so in the book um, Gordon Liu who is a veteran kung fu actor um, made a lot of movies and uh, all the ones I I list in in his little credit inside the book are worth checking out which are 36 Chambers of Shaolin Shaolin Executioner um, he's not really in that one too much but um, Fist of the White Lotus Shallon versus ninja that kind of stuff
0: did you have much background artistically um... beyond just working on this book because you really seem to develop quite a nice stylized technique in it
1: well um... yeah i guess i guess so i studied illustration in college and um... That's my day job Um Doing uh, newspaper work and uh, magazine illustration. So, um, I would say so.
0: I was mentioning before the interview uh, at, in Toronto last year, I uh, went for dinner with Sam Heedy, and he wouldn't stop talking about the pens that you got him into.
1: <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, w- when I f- first did those. Um, uh, Independently published issues. I I took them to Chicago for their the Wizard World show, and that's where I met Sam. Basically, it was just the other guy in Art of Sally, who I thought was really good, and uh, we both had similar kind of genre action adventure books, and yeah, we hit it off then and kept in contact ever since.
0: Do you? Are you going to continue working on the style of comics, or is it something you kind of want to take in different directions? Uh,
1: would um, same style of comics? Or, like or Kung comics, Fu, period.
0: comics, like as far as the subject matter, or is there other things you want to work on?
1: Uh, both. I mean, I think there's other things I want to work on first because of, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to get pigeonholed. Um, but um, I- I'm I don't know. I think there's lots of other cool kung fu stories that that I could I could tell. Um, uh, but no, no immediate plans. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Time for a break after this big book.
1: Yeah. There's um one of the one of my favorite ca- characters that shows up in a lot of the movies, including Kill Bill, um, and I mention him a lot in the. Um, Afterward, uh, in, in the comic book is uh, Pai Mei. He's, he's a, um, a Shaolin monk who turned um, and, and ended up, I don't know, using the Wu-Tang style and was a Shaolin traitor and, and he's just basically the a very villainous character in, in all the Chinese legends. I think it would be really cool to do a comic about him. The white-browed priest.
0: Yeah, and that was neat. I had no idea that that was the history of the character in Kill Bill.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's in a few other movies, and he's always really cool.
0: I really like uh, the way he's able to uh, take a lot of kind of different characters from different movies and stuff and kind of all mash them in, because there's the Hanzo sword... And I don't know if you've seen the Hanzo Samurai movies.
1: Uh yes.
0: <laughs> Which are like the most ridiculous, um, campy, graphic. I don't know how to describe it. It's like the Japanese version of black exploitation.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. They're really cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd be careful who I recommend it to because it's kind of extreme. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: It's more of a uh, uh, a night with the boys kind of movie.
1: Yeah. my I will say my mom walked in on me when I was watching that movie and <laughs> it was the scene where he was um, toughening up his
0: Oh, with a unit. bag of rice? <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: So that's not something you want to watch with your mom no matter how cool she is. <laughs> <gasps> mom!
0: <I'm> trying <laughs> to watch a movie! I will...
2: I am the God of Hellfire, and I bring you Fire!
0: I also really liked um, another one that I'd seen is uh, the story of Ricky. Yeah, probably one of the more ridiculous movies. Yeah,
1: totally.
0: I love the part where he uh, someone comes after him with a like a railroad spike or a big nail or something and puts it through his hand. He just squishes the guy's hand (laughs) and then pulls the nail out from his own hand, and you can see through the hole. It was just
1: (laughs) I haven't seen it for a while. Um, yeah, there's, I, I, I showed the, uh, my book when I just finished it to my friend, uh, Chip Sidarsky and he was, um, uh, I don't know, made a comment about how many different ways I've devised to, um, <laughs> have someone die at the hands of Kung Fu. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And I don't know if, I, if I'm proud of that or not, but kind of.
0: Well, it is pretty interesting how much you've really... Do you put a lot of research into the different types of fighting or was it just a lot of making up different types of things? Because it's really fascinating how you've... I mean, half the book is fighting, at least half of it. Um, I don't... Know. Well,
1: it's not... Um, the the styles and things like that aren't researched. It's, um, but I, I think the uh, poses and and forms are at least believable and, um, you know, I don't think it, um, it, 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 it's fictional, but, um, uh, you know, I thought I had to at least kind of show the some of the movements and things like that to, uh, um, you know, give it the credibility since Kung Fu's in the, in the title.
0: <laughs> um, Another interesting thing within the book is you really don't try and pigeonhole it within a certain point of time. Yeah. Um, What's the kind of world that you see the story taking place in?
1: Um, Well, originally, I kind of set it up um, so that I I could do any type of character I wanted, any any character from any time period. And... um, But once I got got rolling, I decided I was only interested in the kung fu, and then there's the one curveball thrown in there, which is the kind of 70s exploitation um, uh, hidden city. Um, And I think those go together anyways because they're both kind of 70s, um, you know, double-featured kind of movie Genres, um, so I stuck with that. But but you know the world is a f- f- apocalyptic future where everyone's gone back to to um, not the Stone Age, but wherever they <laughs> felt comfortable before the whatever happened.
0: Yeah, shit's happened. not going good.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: Um, one of the things in the book is the the undead, um, or zombies or something quite like that. Is that a theme we find in kung fu movies?
1: No, um, I, I know there's a movie called Kung Fu Zombie, but but um, there's zombies and um, vampires are are quite different. Um, they hop, um, so they're. <laughs> Not as scary. <laughs> <laughs> Do they
0: skip too? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but um, uh, yeah, so that's kind of a, a Western um, element with with a little bit of a Buddhist um, take on it, with reincarnation and souls and body and jumping into other bodies and things like that. So, so it's a little bit. Fresher, I hope um, another like weird kung fu subgenre that, I, that I'm that i into is like um, I guess you call them black magic movies they're, they're usually Chinese, Indonesian produced or something like that or Filipino or something like that and um, it's your standard kind of witchcraft tale where a witch or sorcerer grants you your wish but you know, there's some kind of price that you don't know about um, you know you might you gr- the girl might love you, but you'll turn into an old man at the end of it, or something like like that, and they're always really um gross out kind of stuff, and uh, yeah, so there's a little bit of a horror element in, in infinite kung fu that was kind of inspired by those those kind of types of movies.
0: I totally had something in my head I was about to ask and then it totally jumped out. Um, Zombies (laughs) horror? Zombies horror. No, well, it was, um, well, with the main character, um, was there some kind of thing that he had to go through that, a, a cost to him?
1: Um, let me think about that. Like, I, I, um, One one thing that, that I I wanted to play with was was the uh, his kind of choice. He kind of represents um, earthly matters, while as his teachers, the immortals, are kind of heavenly, and uh, the emperor is is ghostly, um, and um, they kind of leave it up to him to to choose who's who's right on how to how to fix this um zombie mess that's going on so I kind of like that i i hope to kind of show that they both kind of had a good point, even though you assume that the the um ghost is is the uh the emperor mm-hmm. is the bad guy but um I kind of like you know him toying with the idea that maybe he's not so bad um that was kind of interesting
0: well I definitely get the feeling that the immortals like they really don't make a good case (laughs) they kind of like they're like judging dudes that come in and like I'm not gonna help you but here's what you should do for me
1: exactly yeah and that kind of makes them mad towards the end can you blame them (laughs) and I like it because they're basically yeah humans who are immortal so they they've Metal. They have superpowers, but they've they've made some mistakes, and they're
0: yeah. It seems of. like also like I don't know. I I was kind of more digging the Emperor. I was kind of like you know he's not so bad.
1: I I did want to do a um alternate ending for online or something like that, but um I haven't gotten around to it yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you want the characters to kind of? Uh, be reflective of different actors within the genre and kind of you playing with those actors.
1: A little bit, yeah. There's certain like um, uh, even types that you kind of see pop up in uh, in the kung fu movies that um that I was kind of trying to echo. Um, the scorpion general is kind of based on um this uh. Korean Kung Fu actor named Huang Jang Lee, who I really like. He always played the villain, and um, lots of good movies, and lots of really bad ones, too. Um, and he's just, like, one of those cool cool bad guys. Always had a mustache. Um, lots of bad dubbing.
0: <laughs> it's all lots about of laughing.
1: So <laughs> <laughs> um, what else Um, I don't
0: know cut that out (laughs) cut that little face out (laughs) you're lucky it's not live Um, (laughs) do you still have the same kind of maintain interest in it or is it kind of going down in time has it been Um, supplanted in Kung Fu
1: no, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, I'm not. I, I I still like the stuff when I watch it, but I'm kind of moved on to uh, you know other other things to seek out. Kind of ate up all I needed to uh, digest, um, but I I don't I don't dislike the stuff. I'm just not watching it on the same basis I was.
0: Did you, did you check out any of, um, any, like, Korean or Chinese or, um, Japanese comics that may reflect, that may have been kind of working in the same material?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I I love Lone Wolf and Cub. It, uh, is my, probably my top, you know, my best, my yeah. best thing ever. Um, <laughs> There is, uh, you know, there's a few Chinese comics that are really, um, really good that I don't um, know what they're called because I can't read them. But uh, I'm looking at one right now by a Taiwanese artist. Um, And I also can't read it, so I can't even tell you who it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's really good. Um it's got that kind of blend of um classic Chinese calligraphy with um more modern comics. Yeah. And um you don't I don't know, you don't I can't I don't see that in any any American or I mean Lone Often Cub to a to a degree, but um more very brushy, it's really cool.
0: I have a friend who kind of will like buy Japanese comics, even if you can't read them just because of how they look Yeah, make. I'm
1: not that I, I like, um, I don't know, is it old school manga? I guess, I guess, Loma from Cub originally came out in the 70s, and yeah, uh, the style is a lot cooler to me than um, a lot of the more modern stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I definitely like, I'm not a uh, a a big manga fan but the the work that does appeal to me is definitely more of that era and maybe some of the Gagika stuff which i probably don't Yeah. Pronounced. I agree. Like it seems, i don't know, more humanistic. Mhm. Yeah. Like the creator has something to say. What came first was it Lone Wolf movies or the comic?
1: The comic. And um uh, a bit of uh, Lone Wolf trivia which is really cool um, there's six movies and they don't you'll notice that the uh, the main battle between the good guy and the bad guy um, isn't doesn't happen in, in, this, in the last movie so they just kind of stopped but um, I don't know sometime in the 80s they decided to finish that In a made-for-TV movie, and um, the actor who played Daggero, when he was a boy in the '70s, grew up and played reprised the role. No, he he became uh, Ogami for this made-for-TV movie, and the actor who played Ogami played Retsudo, the villain. (laughs) So that's That's funny. Pretty awesome.
0: (laughs) Is it actually any good? in comparisons with the other movies
1: it's not the same level of uh, quality but it is good Yeah, it's not not as good it's called Baby Cart in Purgatory
0: it's a good title (laughs) (laughs) I would check that out well thanks for taking the time to chat with me today and it's uh, (laughs) Kagan McLeod and the book is Infinite Kung Fu from the fine folks at Top Shelf
1: yeah. Thanks, Robin. Glad to uh, glad to be an ink stud. <laughs>
2: In the head of a wreck loose. Let's execute the chess move. Get dead. It's time to get loose. Let's small praise to the stars. Rhythm within the bar. That's a seminar like cinema quite similar indeed speed like centipedes. so stamina give stimuli flash images within your eye I'm the hit you learn from it you notice the knowledge is permanent preeminent prominent ominous to win it with discipline dominant doing the diligence choosing the musical instrument using the views of a militant with eloquence but still intense standing still on elephants that move with grace and steadiness through jagged cliffs and amethyst the planet is a so, shipping out of space that travels in the path intended by the sun that rules the nine and rules of why I'm a genuine. I'm a sentient, using the time continuum. Making experiments, fixing the spirit and the of American Indians. Seeking intelligence, seeing the delicate system of cellular synthesis. The mental, temple, defending, protected against the agenda of simple truth. <laughs> In a vessel, eventually, add a velocity into infinity. Starting a colony, leaving the galaxy must be the aim of astronomy. Cooking economy, killing ecology. Pillaging property to the appropriate party is profit properly. property probably isn't the positive policy. Journey eternally into the chemical chasm of human anatomy. How do symmetrical spherical particles mesh and assemble apart of me?